I'm Misty Winkler, and you're listening to the Convivial Homeschool Audio Blog, Episode 63. Welcome to the Convivial Homeschool Audio Blog, short but meaty focus sessions to help you keep your head in the game as a homeschooling mom. For Season 11, we'll be talking books and scolay. Both will feed your mind and your spirit in your daily service and circus. If you haven't already, be sure to check out the Scolay Sisters podcast, where you'll find camaraderie for the classical and Charlotte Mason homeschooling mama who's seeking to learn and grow as she's helping her children do the same. I was so excited to read my fresh off the press copy of Karen Glass's excellent book, Consider This, with an introduction by David Hicks, author of Norms and Nobility. It's brief, concise, easy to read, and cuts straight to the point. I love it. Classical education is about wisdom loving, not knowledge gathering. As I've written before, the goal of education is virtue. And Karen's first chapter jumps right to the heart of it. She proves that virtue, right acting, needs to be the end we are pursuing when we educate our children, and also ourselves, and demonstrates that this is the classical notion about what education is for. I would go further and say that if it's not why you're educating, then you aren't educating classically, no matter how many a chance you do or how much Latin you know. And if you're educating for that reason, doing it without Latin or memorization, you still have more in common with the stream of classical education than the latter. It's a huge part of the point in Norms and Nobility, and Karen deftly shows that Plato and Aristotle held that education is leading a child into virtue, that Christianity expanded on that goal, and that Charlotte Mason was holding on to that long-held aim at a time when modernity was gaining the cultural upper hand. Quote, All areas of life were brought into service for this single goal, to teach children to think and act rightly. I love this succinct statement of the historic perspective on education's aim. Yes, we pursue knowledge, but not for its own sake. Our aim when we are learning and loving knowledge needs to be acting in accordance with the truth that we have discovered, wisdom being knowledge rightly applied. Quote, when our knowledge is transformed into action, it becomes a virtue, and virtue was the goal of education. Or as James puts it, be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. Whereas Plato and Aristotle held up philosophy as the highest and best source of knowledge for wisdom and virtue, Christendom took philosophy all the way to its end, religion, and the embodiment of wisdom and virtue, Christ himself. Karen also quotes from Erasmus, who stated four goals of education. One, implanting seeds of piety. Two, cultivating a love for and knowledge of the liberal arts. 3. Instructing in duties of life. 4. Training in good manners. This is a full-orbed education, and it is so much more than the three R's. It is nothing less than a full life well-lived, not compartmentalized and neutralized. Really, nothing is outside its scope. This is paideia, 
a one-piece life lived to enculturate and saturate our children and ourselves with truth, goodness, and beauty. And now it's time for this season's Simple Sanity Saver, Scolay. Scolay, or leisure, is the mode and mood of festival, of celebration. Pieper, in Leisure, the Basis of Culture, uses the word leisure, but only after he clarifies that leisure and scolay are the same thing. They are synonyms, the same concept coming from different roots. So any of the quotes below could be read with the word scolay instead of leisure, and the meaning would be the same. Quote, Leisure is the condition of considering things in a celebratory spirit. Scolay is more than a practice. It's also a mindset, an orientation toward the world that is looking at its nature in itself rather than looking at it for its utility or possibility. Quote, the leisure of man includes within itself a celebratory, approving, lingering gaze of the inner eye on the reality of creation. Thought. Must modern man refuse leisure because he has refused the concept of creation? If nothing is created, all is chance. Therefore, how can we dwell on it approvingly? Quote, leisure is not the attitude of one who intervenes, but of one who opens himself, not of one who seizes, but who lets go, who lets himself go. Letting ourselves go here does not mean losing self-control, as we often use the phrase, but rather, he means self-forgetfulness. It's not imposing ourselves on the world or on the book, but rather immersing ourselves in the world or the book, to the degree that we forget time and our own concerns. And then this dovetails with a quote from the liberal arts tradition about the direction and emphasis of our schools and homeschools. Quote, Classical education seeks rather to build a robust poetic and moral education before it moves to analysis or critique. If we want a truly grounded, traditionally classical education, we begin with awe and wonder, with copious time out of doors, and music, and dancing, and innumerable stories, not with chants full of random facts or cotton balls glued on construction paper. And even as our children grow and age out of the free play stage, they still need space and time and movement and fresh air to allow the connections to form in their minds. And so do we. Thank you for listening to the Convivial Homeschool audio blog. At simplyconvivial.com slash audio, you can find all the episodes and sign up to get an email whenever a new one comes out. Follow the links to this episode and find the freebie and the book links. On a technical note, if you're using Apple Podcasts and this feed is still mixed up after our January site merger, unsubscribe and resubscribe and it should be good to go. Thank you. Education starts with humility. So repent, rejoice, repeat. Repeat.